trust and confidence in my power is great. It will be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed 
from that moment. This is the word of God for the people of God. Someone say, thanks be to God. Next few moments, I want to talk from this theme, lessons from a desperate mother. Lessons from a desperate mother. You know, there are some things you can actually say unequivocally that you will not do. And for the most part, most of your life, you will not do them. But there are some things each of us can say who have reached any reasonable age above 20, who can say, I said I would never do it, but yes, I've done it. There are some times where you say, I'll never call so-and-so, but desperation meant you had to make that call. I'll never need that, but desperation meant you were in a situation that you couldn't get out of. Sometimes desperation calls for desperate measures. Uh, matter of fact, one fellow was so desperate to get back with the love he lost, he started singing, ain't too proud to beg. <laughs> Sweet darling, please don't leave me, girl. Don't you go. Ain't too proud to plead, baby, baby. Please don't leave me, girl. Don't you go. See, somebody in here know exactly what that means. Desperation will make you even sing it. Just depends on what you're going through. I mean, there's some things you said, oh, I'll never eat that. You, I, I'll never eat sardines. And you got the house that was all left with sardines and crap. Because he said, well, I didn't know what vaina sausage and pottage meat were. And every time I heard about it, people responded just like, Ugh. But when I was in college, broke, busted, and nearly disgusted, Buying the sausage and potage meat tasted real good, especially when you got a bottle of hot sauce. <laughs> oh, desperation to make you do some stuff. Y'all don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Because that car you said you wouldn't ride in, it was a lot better than walking. The place you said you wouldn't live, it was a whole lot better than being outside. The clothes you said you wouldn't wear, they sure look better than being naked. Okay. Desperation. And in this text, this is a woman who is under such duress that the exigency of the moment supersedes any kind of social decorum. She's got the I don't cares. Now, for those of you who speak another language, you know what that means. Anyway, she's got to that place where I don't care what anyone else thinks about me. Right now, need more has taken the lead. And I need more than what I have. And I refuse to allow myself to try to act sedity when I know I'm in a position now where I need support. 
I'm not, no, 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 I'm not going to try and act like I'm some sophisticated aristocrat right now. It, it doesn't matter. No titles matter. No social structure matters. Because right now, all I need is a miracle. And, and a miracle is all I, I can't, I can't wait on anyone else. I know that a miracle worker is in the midst. And since he has come to my territory, there's no reason for him to have crossed the border of these cultural and social and physical and territorial lines to come into this territory unless God wanted me to connect with him to get a blessing. And since he's here, there's nothing I won't do to get his attention. I need to get his attention. I've got, he, he's got to see me. He's got to see me. Something I need. Now, 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 now there's, there are theological and, and, and implications for religion and church work throughout this text because this text relates to the fact of Jesus' first major contact with Gentiles and therefore even interacting with them shows the crossoverness of his ministry, that his ministry will be beyond Israel. That's the important point to make. There's this idea that he actually heals someone outside of Judaism. That's an important point to make. But before you get to make those points, you gotta pause at the woman that triggers blessings and sets the foundation for non-Jewish people to receive the Jewish Messiah and his anointing. Before you get there, you need to see her. Because seeing her may help you in your next situation of how to approach God when desperation has hit your door. Don't think it won't hit your door. Don't, don't, don't. Please don't think you're immune because maybe you've retired and maybe you're secure and maybe you're getting your pension and maybe you're doing okay and maybe your social security is all right and maybe things are going good. Don't think you're secure because maybe your children have grown up, they've gotten their degrees, they've gone off to college, they've left, they've been doing well in life. Don't think you're secure because you look like you're in shape and you can walk miles and miles because all of us at any given moment can be struck by the vicissitudes of life where help is sapped from us, where wealth is removed, where we are put in a position of grief that is on those inconsolable. All of us. Move so quickly from the well to the unwell. And all of a sudden, we move to the edge of quiet desperation that gets louder and louder till we must act. I, I, let me do this. I, I don't want to be long because it's, I know it's Mother's Day. I don't want to. So. Don't want to be long. 
here it is. I want to give three lessons from a desperate mother. Three lessons from a desperate mother. It's interesting here that what we don't have is as telling as what we have. We don't know the exact malady of this child. We know that she says, my daughter is possessed of a devil, demon possessed. But because of the way language was used then, that could mean my daughter is sick with something that is not natural. Therefore, we think it's supernatural and demonic. Or it could mean like the boy whose father comes asking the same petition of Jesus, it could mean that there's something so wrong that it is abnormal. The child was throwing itself into fire. But we do know, whatever was going on, there was no normal intervention that could fix it. One would have to think that she had already tried. Wasn't no doctor. Wasn't nobody around. Wasn't no legendary potions. Couldn't nobody give her a home remedy. She was on her own. I've got to find something to break this that's going on. There's somebody sitting here right now. There's somebody in your family that you love that's going through something right now that you can't change. You've already tried to get help for them. You've already sought out positions. You sought out support over here. You sought out support there. And now you're on the edge about to lose your mind. Well, I want to tell you, before you go crazy, before you throw in the towel, before you give up, turn your plate down and fall on your face and call out. No, lesson number one, desperation must be on display. Let, let me do this. This is, whew, I, I'm getting it. There, there's something about allowing others to know when you're going through. See, some of us, and I'm not talking to everybody, but some of us will suffer in silence. And nobody will ever know how to help you because you won't let it be known you need help. Because see, if I knew you need, no, no, you, you think that you're so busy trying to put on airs and trying to be something in front of somebody else instead of saying, this ain't working right here. I'm not feeling good. I'm going through something right here. I need assistance right here. I need a help there. I need a breakthrough. I need somebody to stand in the gap with me. I can't handle this on my own. Sometimes your desperation needs to be on display. 
hiding from? Who are you trying to be cute in front? You know you were struggling with math. Stop acting like you're all right and you're telling everybody I'm okay. No, get yourself some help. You're not the first one to struggle. Sometimes you've got to go ahead and say, here's where I am. I'm going through. This is what's going on. Is there anybody that can help me get a breakthrough? Because I ain't working it out on my own. I need an intercessor between me and what's going on. Is there anybody? She, she comes up, uh, she comes up to him, she falls down before him, Jesus, help me. Let, let me. let me be transparent, Lord, my daughter, I ain't talking about nobody else's child, mine, my daughter needs a breakthrough, my daughter needs a deliverance, my daughter needs something to go right in her life, God! Calling on you, ah. and, and 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 you know, in case you ain't figured out why I call it desperation, is because if she is going up to JC and he's walking down any street, there's a crowd there. You think they follow Beyonce? You think they get excited they see Jay-Z? You think Michael Jackson used that? You, you have to know when you're talking about the Son of God walking down streets who healed the sick, came rose from the dead from the grave, you know somebody is following. So in front of all them dead people, she not only follows, she gets ahead and falls down and starts telling all her business. No, y'all miss it, y'all miss it. She told all her business. Now, maybe, maybe y'all don't get that just yet. She just said in front of other people, my daughter got either a demon or a devil but whatsoever it is, it's got to go. Whatsoever it is, it's got to go. Woo! And she said it in front of people. Now, I'm walking, I'm, I'm, let me see if I can make this clear. She just, in front of, not, not, we got a decent crowd here today. This, this, this ain't the kind of crowd Jesus is talking about here. You wouldn't even want to get up in front of him and say what she just said. But she said it. And she said it like if she was a sister, I believe, and she might have been, she'd have turned her neck. And you think this? Yeah, say something. 
I dare you. I'm trying to get a blessing up in here. As Treach once said in one of those movies, I'm trying to catch the Holy Ghost. Listen, I got to. You've got to get to the place where you don't care. One of my great mentors and fathers in the gospel, Archbishop Leroy Bailey of the First Cathedral, uh, doesn't cuss. So sometimes when he wants to make something clear, he has this way of phrasing stuff that lets you know that if there was to be prevented, he would go right here. So his word is, I don't give a Rolla Maker John what you think. Rolla Maker John. I have no idea what it means. But it means what I think you think it means. I don't care what you think. Right now, I have. Okay, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to get back there. The second thing is, and here's the thing that messes me up about text. I'm going to get the thing that messes me up. I want this. Got to be honest. It's the hard part. Y'all ready? It's the hard part. Number two, it's desperation must be held with dignity. turns around. Sis says, my daughter's got a demon. Jesus says, I ain't here for you. I'm here for the lost sheep of Israel. You ain't it. You're not entitled to this blessing. And here's what you talk about holding your dignity. She says, I may not be entitled, but I have a need. In other words, I, I didn't say I deserved a blessing. I said I need a blessing. I didn't say I was perfect. I didn't say I was holy. I didn't say I was delivered. I didn't say I was righteous. I didn't even tell you that I was a good person. All I told you is I got a need right now and I know you are need meter and I need somebody to have compassion on me in a time of need. Now here's the hard part. Jesus looks at her and says, it is not meet for us to give the children's bread to the dogs or to puppies or as the amplified version, to pet puppies. It doesn't sound better. I don't care how you say it. It still sounds like the inference here is he called her a puppy. question I ask that I'll answer in the moment is, is Jesus demeaning this woman or giving her an opportunity to publicly express her faith? 
Yes, Jews refer to Gentiles as dogs. The relationship was hostile. There were no connections there, although the historical connection lingers on to both geography and in some cases family. But here, he uses that phrase, common among the people there, to speak to her. And let me say them something to you. Some folk can say stuff to you that'll do what? Trigger you. But guess what? No one can trigger anything that's not in you. See, I just messed somebody up right there. Because see, What's in you comes out of you at the times of your greatest stress. What you've got to do is to be certain to make sure you make God happy. And from the inside. running y'all listen listen there are times when the genuine will need to express the deepest center of their being you are the genuine and there are times when the essence of you needs to be manifested in the presence of your God. You see, what Jesus did by asking her that provocative, difficult, demeaning question or making that statement, what Jesus did was to trigger something inside of her. That she had many ways in which she could have responded got a retort for that. Some of y'all would say, oh, take your blessing and go on. No. Jesus was in search of the sound of the genuine. Are you just somebody trying to pimp me for a blessing? Are you somebody just trying to use me to get what you want and walk away like you've never known there was a God? Are you someone who has come with real faith? This woman turns around and she says to him, first of all, I realize that even puppies get to eat the scraps that fall from the table. Look at the dual analogy. First of all, she's suggesting that, that, that I'll take what you offer here. I'll be your puppy. I'll be your huckleberry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'll take what you're offering 
Because puppies get scraps. But the second part of that analogy is this. Not only do I believe that you are giving out scraps and I'll take them, but the second thing is I believe that even your scraps have power. That even your leftovers can heal. That even your leftovers can give a breakthrough. That even your leftovers can cause divine manifestation. And whatever it takes, I wish I had a witness in here. Whatever it takes, I'm all in. I'm almost done. You, but you need to know something. When you realize you don't have to worry about anybody else, you get to the point where you say to yourself, the words of Howard Thurman, humility cannot be humiliated. You missed it. Humility cannot be humiliated. When you're humble, you don't have to worry, ever worry about being humiliated. When you know who you are in God and you keep your head on straight, you cannot be humiliated. Now you, what you have to do is you get to the place where you recognize God is going to work it out in God's own way. And I'm going to ask him and I'm not worried about what you think about it because whatever it takes, I'm all in. The third lesson we get, look at somebody right now, just say, neighbor, desperation can lead to deliverance. Because of her desperation, God got excited about it. Because of the way she responded, Jesus looked at her response and said, I see genuine in you. I see a real mother here. I see a compassionate woman. I see somebody that needs a miracle. And then he says, I haven't seen greater faith anywhere around me. Great is your faith. And because of your faith, not just because I want to do it, but because you believed in me, because you believed in the Father, because you believed in the Son, deliverance is coming. And from that day, she received deliverance. She received it. Her daughter was healed on that day. And I don't know about you, but there are times when I need to ask God for mercy. And that's because I don't deserve what I'm asking for. So I said, Lord, have mercy, God. Have mercy on me. And I, I thank God that I serve a merciful God. Because the God I serve, he looks beyond my faults. And he sees my knees. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? Won't he do it? He's a merciful God. I don't know about you, but I haven't always dotted every I or crossed every T. Haven't always been perfect, but I thank him for being a merciful God. 
but then this last thing uh, I gotta leave you with uh, I serve uh, and I have uh, a meaningful relationship uh, with my God uh, because I am uh, the child uh, of a desperate mother uh, my mother prayed uh, for me uh, had me on her mind uh, took the time uh, to pray for me and I, I, I I'm so glad she prayed good God Almighty I'm so glad she prayed is there anybody else in here that had a praying mother is there anybody else in here grateful that mama prayed I don't know about you but I'm here I'm here on mama's prayer I'm here because a desperate mother called on a faithful God. I'm here because the Lord is good. Thank God. I wish I had a witness in here. Thank God for a desperate mother. Come on, give God a praise. Thank God. Thank God. Somebody prayed for me. I don't know about you. Somebody prayed for me. Would you give God a praise that somebody prayed for you? Somebody prayed for you. Whether your mother's alive or with the Lord, you can still thank God for her. You can thank God. And for some of you, it was not your biological mother. It was an aunt. It was an old mother in the church who wrapped her arms around you. It was a sister who held you up when times were hard. They all need to be thanked today. Because God in his merciful kindness put them in your path so that you'd be here even now. The doors of church open. I extend an invitation. You can give your hand to the preacher, your heart to God. Maybe there's someone here today. Somebody pray for me. Had me on their mind. Took the time to pray for me. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed for me. Pray for me. The preacher prayed for me. Oh yeah. 
in foreign countries that you may not be aware of. And I just want us to participate in helping with that and helping building that, that school in the Maasai tribe community in that particular community. And so if you'd like to participate, please designate an offering for that tribal gifts. I don't want us to give any less than 2,500, and I think we've probably collected money already. I don't know what we've collected, but I want you to definitely participate, all right? I love you all with the love of the Lord. Let's pray over the offering. Father, we thank you. We love you. We ask that your blessings be upon us and upon everything that we do. We give, not under necessity, but we give out of love for you. Bless our love gifts. And God, return it to us as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen.